You're listening to the Senior Bulletin Podcast with Darren Marlowe, the podcast where we discuss issues that matter to seniors. Hello, and thanks for joining me on this episode of the Senior Bulletin, where we discuss issues that matter to seniors. My name is Darren, and I'm your host. Okay, so according to the dictionary, the word rational means that something is based on or in accordance with reason or logic. Many of us consider ourselves to be rational, but are we living a rational life? That's a question I give some thought to. My guest today is the author of 11 books about rational living. John Vespasian is here to share with us some of the things he's discovered through studying history and also share with us some of his tips for rational living. On the line with me, ladies and gentlemen, I have John Vespasian. John, welcome to the Senior Bulletin. Hi, uh, Darren. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, you're very welcome. So, John, uh, you're all about rational living. Tell us about what you mean by rational living. Yeah, this is a philosophy uh, based on uh, common sense. So what I'm doing with my books already for 11 years, because I've written 11 books, is to draw from history um, common sense principles that uh, we can apply uh, today in the 21st century, uh, irrespective of your age, uh, your profession, uh, the country you live in. I try to draw uh, from history uh, general principles by analyzing uh, hundreds and hundreds of uh, biographies of people who have gone through uh, different problems, uh, bankruptcy, uh, severe sickness, all kinds of adversity, and I try to learn from them the patterns of uh, recovery and success. Perfect. Now, in regards to some of those general principles, what are some of those general principles? Well, a principle that drives uh, my books um, is uh, the, the, the having the right perspective. Uh, we were just discussing before the show about the concept of senior. And one of the principles that I really underline over and over again is that uh, you should uh, look at your life uh, from the perspective of a lifetime. Today, in the 21st century, many people live uh, to their 80s, uh, 90s, occasionally 100 uh, years old. And this is the right perspective to have in your life. Uh, When you're making decisions about uh, retiring, not retiring, continuing to work, not to work, uh, taking up a new hobby, Uh, moving to a new city, uh, developing your skills, you should have this uh, total uh, lifespan in mind. Uh, Don't um, uh, become uh, uh, passive and depressive just because you're 50 or 60 or 70. Look at uh, the statistics. Uh, If you take good care of yourself, you can easily live into your uh, 80s and 90s. Uh, enjoying a relatively good health. Uh, many people uh, stay very healthy in their 80s. So you have to take this perspective, and, and this will allow you to make uh, better decisions and to enjoy your life uh, much more. Okay. Now, John, one of your books uh, it's entitled um, Thriving in Difficult Times, and these are some pretty good, uh, difficult times that we're all going through right now. Um, what are some of the rational things that we can be doing right now during these difficult times? Yes, um, this is a book uh, based on uh, ancient Greece. So what I did in this book is to go through uh, ancient history, 
literature, um, uh, philosophy, uh, to see the biographies of many people from ancient Greece and to try to learn from them what they were doing because in ancient Greece, uh, they had a major crisis uh, every couple of years. Uh, they got invaded, uh, they had uh, all kinds of plagues, uh, they had uh, bad crops. So they developed a very uh, resilient uh, view of life. I can give you just some of the ideas from the book. Uh, one of the things that uh, is super important uh, to deal uh, with disruptions and to thrive in the times of disruption is uh, that you should always keep some margins uh, in anything you do. It's not only about uh, having some financial reserves uh, at any age, depending on any profession, but you should have always some financial reserves, but you should also have some reserves uh, in terms of uh, friendships, in terms of uh, health. Don't go to the limit. Uh, don't burn uh, all your friends, don't burn your health by doing much than you can. It's much better to do a little bit every day and to stay healthy and to have uh, a moderate exercise than to try to uh, run the marathon uh, every six months and to get a heart attack. And this, the ancient Greece, uh, the, ancient, the people in ancient Greece, they knew very well because um, uh, they were subjected uh, to, uh, to severe uh, constraints in terms of uh, travel. They could only travel uh, some months per year. They could not travel uh, very often in the winter. Uh, they had to, uh, to exchange uh, uh, goods and services with people from other uh, countries and other languages uh, because in ancient Greece uh, it was very, very difficult uh, to walk um, um, countryside. They have to really uh, take a ship and they have to, to go around the Mediterranean. So they have this flexible uh, mentality uh, to deal with uh, all kinds of people and to always uh, keep some margins. And this is very important when you are um, uh, trying to develop new friendships, uh, as long as you have a sufficient uh, social base, uh, you can build on that and you will never be uh, lonely. And the same goes for uh, your financial investments, the same goes for uh, your health. Uh, develop a good basis in, and then try to, uh, to uh, keep it uh, balanced. But uh, don't go to extreme situations because um, the ancient Greece, the ancient Greek, learn very quickly that uh, if they put all their eggs uh, in one basket, uh, it usually uh, turned out uh, very badly. Mm -hmm. This show uh, focuses on providing information to seniors. And uh, what kind of rational living advice can you offer uh, to seniors right now? Well, I think um, uh, there are many lessons to learn from history. Uh, we can go on hours and hours, but I just mentioned a few ones. Um, one of the, um, uh, the principles that I really underline in my books is that you should be uh, self-sufficient uh, for your health. Uh, today, uh, especially in the Western countries, uh, we take an attitude which is very passive, uh, very much uh, dependent. Uh, when people get sick or when they feel uh, weak or they feel pain in any uh, sense, uh, immediately they go to the doctor and they get medication, which is not wrong. But uh, you should, uh, uh, I think, develop uh, basic uh, health skills uh, in order to stay healthy. For instance, in the book you just mentioned, the one about uh, ancient Greece, I really developed a couple of chapters, uh, um, devote a couple of chapters to, um, to herbal um, uh, medications, uh, basically to, uh, to um, uh, chamomile, uh, sage, uh, mint, 
I'm talking about these kind of herbs that you can buy in a supermarket uh, for a couple of dollars. It's very, very cheap, but they are really very good for your health. And I think uh, for many so-called uh, senior people, uh, if they just stop drinking soda and drinking coffee, which is very addictive, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's, it can be very dangerous for your health. Um, if you just get the habit of drinking a herbal tea, which is very inexpensive, but it's also very relaxing, very good for your stress, for your uh, also developing uh, social skills, uh, you can really improve your health at a very, very low cost. Um, it is surprisingly effective uh, when you when you see uh, ancient cultures where people didn't have access to sophisticated uh, medical care, uh, that by using herbs, very simple herbs that you can buy in any supermarket is, is very, very easy to, uh, to find chamomile or mint or sage or these kind of herbs. Uh, you can really uh, improve your immune system uh, substantially and achieve uh, a much better lifestyle. So this is one of the uh, principles that I present in my books uh, in great detail. Another principle that uh, we can learn also from, uh, from ancient Greece, uh, which, is, which is super important, uh, is to try to, uh, to achieve uh, um, a sweet, sorry, a sweet, a, a smooth uh, transition um, through the year, uh, to try to avoid uh, extreme cold, uh, to try to avoid uh, extreme heat, uh, because they, in the, in, from the very beginning, the ancient uh, uh, Greek uh, physicians like uh, Hippocrates, they realized that uh, a great percentage of, uh, of severe sickness comes from people uh, going through very, very abrupt uh, transitions. Uh, he recommended, um, especially for senior people, uh, to try to protect themselves against extreme temperatures, against uh, draft, uh, so this uh, extreme wind, etc., so that uh, they could remain the whole year more or less in a stable environment. And this is also very uh, positive for your health. Mm -hmm. Now, John, you mentioned a lot about ancient Greece, and many of us know that history repeats itself. What in history can you see that relates to, you know, the conditions of the world today? Certainly the, the exaggeration of conflict, uh, which you're not only find in ancient Greece, uh, you find basically in every century that uh, people tend uh, to, to, um, to lose the sense of perspective. Um, if you look, for instance, now we have all this uh, COVID-19, uh, but when we don't have this, we have something else. We have all this uh, racial uh, uh, strife and riots and this kind of stuff. Uh, when you look at uh, uh, the reaction that people have to these events, which when you look at them in perspective, you will see, if we look at uh, all these crises today, uh, with a perspective of 50 years, we realize that uh, most of them were really not so dangerous. And it was pretty much a lot of nonsense. But when we are really in the middle of the of the story, we lose the perspective. And I was just uh, uh, doing research um, recently for one of my upcoming books about uh, how the First World War developed. Uh, you see the series of uh, stupid mistakes uh, that people made in a, in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in the month of July uh, 2014. Mistake after mistake after mistake, and eventually you had a, a, a World War. Uh, it was completely unnecessary. Um, there was no real uh, tension behind, uh, to an extent, to having a, a war uh, Russia, England, France, uh, Germany, Austria, Italy. It was complete nonsense. But it's the same today. Uh, you have uh, a, a threat, 
uh, I say a threat, an existing threat, which is the, the COVID-19, or you have a, a, a problem, which is a police brutality, and it is becoming uh, aggrandized to a, to a level which becomes completely rational. Uh, people become hysterical, they become very aggressive, they become, uh, they get uh, uh, panic uh, attacks. And in the end, uh, the, the ensuing um, uh, situation becomes much, much worse than the problem itself. And this is something that history is teaching us uh, in every century. Do not exaggerate the problems. Do not exaggerate your own problems. Do not exaggerate uh, societal problems. Uh, because most of them, uh, they are mirroring problems that uh, already happened in history a million times. And we know the solutions. We know that we have to stay calm. We know that we have to look at uh, uh, objective uh, solutions. Uh, we know that uh, by getting carried away, uh, by really uh, blowing out of, of proportion the problems, uh, we will not uh, find a solution. And this is a super important uh, lesson from history that people are not only uh, young people, also uh, senior people uh, forget uh, too easily. Mm -hmm. A yeah, very good point. For all those who haven't attained the results or the desired results in their life yet, um, you wrote a book to address that. Tell us more about it. Well, um, actually, all my books uh, deal with this subject uh, directly or indirectly. But um, I, the latest book, which is the title is uh, Symmetry, uh, I devoted, uh, um, I think, most of the most of the book. Uh, to try to, to present uh, patterns of behavior that uh, have proven very successful in history, uh, people who, um, who are blocked, who are stagnating, who don't know how to uh, improve their lives. And the book basically shows that uh, by taking an asymmetric approach, an asymmetric uh, strategy, which I mean not to face problems uh, face to face, but to try to go around the obstacle, to try to find uh, uh, a a different uh, uh, um, uh, deployment of your uh, resources, uh, you can be much more successful, you can book progress much faster than if you try to, uh, to, to actually address the problem face-to-face. Uh, -face. In, the, in the book, I present uh, hundreds of, um, of uh, details and little strategies based on, on biographies. And it happens very often that people uh, become very anxious and very depressed because they have a problem and say, oh, I have this, uh, this uh, illness, I have this, uh, this personal problem, this family problem. And they become completely obsessed because they cannot find a solution. And very often, and this is the, the main thesis of the book, very often you will find the solution if you start to look a bit wider. Uh, because very, uh, very often the, the health problems, the financial problems, the family problems, they cannot be solved directly. They have to be solved uh, in an asymmetric uh, way by finding um, other factors that uh, influence the problem. And you can work on these other factors and really improve uh, your health or improve uh, your family relationships or improve your finances. Uh, you rarely solve the problem in the same way that the problem uh, was caused. Um, I mean, I could present a lot of uh, examples from the book, but the basic idea is that uh, if you operate asymmetrically by deploying your resources uh, in, a, in a way which is not uh, uh, linear, uh, you can go much faster. For instance, just to give you an example, now we have this uh, COVID-19 uh, situation where many people have to stay at home uh, for weeks. Uh, 
uh, they have not been able to work, they have not been able to socialize, and many people become depressed or they become very um, apathetic uh, in the sense that uh, they say, oh, I cannot go out, I cannot do anything. Uh, if you take a look at the situation and to try to think uh, asymmetrically, which is uh, what I present in the book, you should be uh, looking at the situation uh, in a more creative way and say, okay, there are things I cannot do right now, but uh, what can I do with my time? What, how can I use my resources uh, effectively? And I know people that have used this, uh, this uh, period of uh, force uh, inactivity uh, to learn, and they have been learning another language, they have been developing new skills, uh, they have been uh, developing new friendships uh, by using uh, uh, social media. They have been developing um, a new area of activity in their career. They have been developing new products. And uh, this is very difficult uh, to do if you are used to working in a certain way and you are uh, stopped from doing that and you have to stay at home for two or three weeks or for two months. In the end, uh, unless you use uh, an asymmetric strategy, you will not be able to progress because you will feel uh, completely overwhelmed by the situation. So what I try to do in this book is to show many examples uh, so that people become inspired and they realize that uh, by changing their approach, by changing their mentality, they can do much more. Uh, the examples in the book, uh, they are from different uh, countries, different centuries. They, they also show people from different uh, ages, young people, uh, middle-aged people, senior people. I try to cover uh, all the possible situations. And uh, many, of the, many of the examples that they present in the book, uh, I have to tell you, the people were completely desperate. Sometimes they failed uh, for 10 years, 20 years, uh, trying to improve their lives. And then at the end, when they realized that uh, they could not uh, find a solution, a linear solution, uh, out of sheer uh, frustration, they started to do something asymmetrically because they thought uh, everything was lost, and then they became successful very, very quickly. And this is uh, a paradox, but uh, when you look at uh, real-life examples, uh, you will see that it happens very often. It is just that uh, when we look at uh, the success stories we see in the newspapers and we read about uh, successful people, uh, they're very, uh, very, very uh, unreal because uh, you get uh, a picture of uh, someone's uh, biography that uh, doesn't correspond to the facts. Let me just give you a quick example. Uh, in the US, for instance, uh, one of the uh, greatest um, uh, authors in the area of uh, personal development is uh, Dale Carnegie. He wrote uh, a series of bestsellers about how to, how to make friends, how to influence people, how to uh, speak uh, in public. And when people read his biography and his books, uh, they get uh, the wrong idea that uh, this guy, okay, just started to write books and became a, a best-selling author, and, and that's the end of the story. But when you look at what is behind, uh, you see the asymmetric uh, career, 100% asymmetric uh, career of uh, Dale Carnegie, who uh, didn't want to become an author, didn't want to become a teacher, didn't want to become any of those things, and only came uh, to that career after a massive uh, failure in other areas, because uh, at the beginning he was a salesman, he was traveling, trying to sell uh, different goods, and he didn't make a lot of money. So eventually he wanted to become an, an, an actor, and he went uh, to the, to the uh, uh, art, dramatic uh, arts school in New York. He graduated, he wanted to be an actor. He didn't manage to land any role in different editions. So eventually he came uh, to teach, 
uh, in the evening. He, he gave uh, courses to adults out of uh, sheer uh, desperation. And it was only after uh, 15 years of doing that that he started to write uh, his first book, which was a failure. And only his second book uh, became successful. So in the end, when you look at the stories of, uh, of success, you should not be fooled by uh, believing that uh, success or recovery or happiness uh, is linear, because this happens uh, very, very rarely. 99% uh, of the stories that I present in my book, in my books, and they are all uh, uh, drawn from real life, they are asymmetric because uh, life normally is asymmetric. Mm -hmm. There are very, very few people who develop uh, linear careers and that uh, they go from ABCD to, ABC to, uh, to Z um, uh, in a linear way. This is very unrealistic. Uh, we watch it on TV, we watch it on movies, but it's just fiction. Life is not like that. Yeah, I'm sure it makes a lot of us feel a lot better <laughs> knowing that you know that the Dale Carnegie stories aren't 100% um, just rosy and just picture perfect. Yeah, um, and it's, it's very sad because um, there are hundreds of stories like this, and people uh, when they they, they see these uh, lives of uh, I don't know successful businessmen or successful actors. Uh, they get an idea that uh, is so unrealistic that uh, when they look at their own lives and say, oh, I, I wish I could do something like this, uh, they become very depressed mm -hmm. and they don't realize what is behind. I think this is very important um, when we look at history. One of the main lessons uh, we draw is that whatever your situation, irrespective of your age, irrespective of your uh, financial resources, uh, there are many things you can do, but you have to be realistic. You have to be um, uh, persistent, and uh, if you can take an asymmetric uh, strategy, you magnify your chances of success uh, massively. Mm -hmm, absolutely. John, anything else you want to share with the audience? Yes, uh, since uh, your audience is made of uh, senior people, I would like to really encourage them to develop new skills, to develop new friendships, uh, to open um, uh, their eyes to, uh, to many possibilities because uh, uh, it is very unfortunate that uh, senior people tend to become very passive. Uh, they close themselves in a small uh, area, in a small circle of friends. Uh, they, they develop routines that um, they're a bit defensive. And this is normally not necessary unless you're very, very old and you're already 96 and you say, okay, I'm not going to go anywhere. Uh, try to open your eyes. Try to learn the second language. I mean, if you're American, my God, it's so easy to learn Spanish because uh, there are so many Spanish-speaking people in the U.S. I tell you, you will open your eyes and you will see uh, possibilities of traveling uh, very inexpensively uh, to Central America or South America. Uh, you will see possibilities of learning uh, uh, many more things from other culture, to read books in a different language, to watch uh, TV series in a different language. There are so many things to learn and it's so inexpensive and it's so um, challenging at any uh, age that uh, you should take this opportunity. Don't become passive. Don't become uh, discouraged. Don't become uh, depressed. Uh, I mean, the only way to, I think uh, this is one of the things I've learned from history, the only way to have a, a more or less um, uh, constant happiness or at least uh, the possibility of happiness uh, is to have a goals. To, uh, to try to grow, to become uh, more effective, to, to develop skills, uh, to travel, to meet new people. If you um, uh, adopt a very passive attitude uh, towards life, 
uh, it will be a self-fulfilling prophecy because you will become lonely, uh, you will become very bored, uh, you will be so boring that uh, people will find you boring and they, they will not uh, want to deal with you. And this is not a way to live uh, for young people or for senior people. I right. think uh, to grow is to live. If you don't try to grow in uh, certain ways uh, uh, intellectually, in your skills, in your friendships, you don't grow, uh, basically you're already dying. Mm -hmm. And tell us again how we can get your books and stay in touch with you. Very, very easy to find. Uh, if you type uh, my name, John Vespasian, uh, on the internet, in Google or in any search engine, uh, you will find my books in one second. Uh, they are available in Amazon. They are available in other, in other outlets. There is also a blog uh, with hundreds of uh, free articles. There is also a free newsletter. I'm very, very easy to find. If you just type my name, uh, John Vespasian, on the internet, you will find one, everything in one second. Perfect. And John, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for the information. Many thanks, uh, Doran. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Senior Bulletin. Please subscribe to our podcast and enjoy more of our future guests as we discuss issues that matter to seniors. Also, be sure to visit our website at www.theseniorbulletin.com. I'll talk to you on the next episode.